The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to task him. Sound thinking. Also, one of the hosts of the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast, and that's Ro. How's everyone doing? How's it going, everybody? Hello, I hello. Feel like, I feel like I need to uh, do a nice little chewy. <laughs> so there you go. It's better than most of us can do. <laughs> it is not required, but appreciated. Hey. <laughs> And, of course, we do have Chewy who pops in every now and then. There you go. So just don't make him mad. <laughs> As my wife just said from the other room, let the Wookiee win. <laughs> uh, lessons that have fallen upon many poor souls. So uh, before we get any further, check out um, Red 5 Network, for one, as you heard in the bumper at the start of the show. Also, too, uh, check out our homepage, wookieradio.net. Get some great stuff from our T Public store, which, if you didn't see on our Twitter page, we had a sale this, or Twitter did, or T Public did a sale this this week, where you could get some great stuff. Um, Get our smugglers mask, get our t-shirts, t-shirts for the other shows, as well. Um, also, to you know, check out our affiliates uh, like Biddy Boomers with BiddyBoomers.com. Uh, use the code WeebyGeeks for 15% off your purchase. And hey, Heroes and Villains just released some new stuff, Star Wars stuff as well. Uh, what did they just release? I don't remember. I do remember. Wait. Uh, Bad Batch. New line of Bad Batch merch. Um, so we're talking... 
tees uh, for Hunter, for Wrecker, uh, Bad Batch, uh, Ball Cap, a couple different ones. There's a dad hat and a trucker hat, a hoodie, a beanie, um, Clone Force 99 t-shirts, uh, all that. And uh, they've also been pushing their wallets recently. So all that and more over at Heroes and Villains. Um, and next week is a special episode for us. We hit 200 next week, guys. Ooh, this is episode wow. 199. Mm. Not bad for a show that started off with us recording bi-weekly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then reco- and then releasing weekly, but still recording bi-weekly. <laughs> so, those, those milestones sneak up on you. We're Geek Watch 1, we're creeping up on, um, we're about 15 episodes away from 300. Congrats. Uh, Thank you. We be geeks that Derek and I are on. Uh, we just recorded three eighty one. Nice. So we will hit four. Wow, I can't believe I'm saying this, Derek. We're gonna hit four hundred this year. Wow. Either yeah. we do really good work, or we got a problem. We just can't stop. It's a, a little bit of both, I think. Yeah, it, it, it's a, yeah. It's a lot of both. <laughs> it's a lot of both, and then uh, a, lot Mighty, of times a little bit more of the second. And Mighty Marvel Geeks just hit three twenty-five, which is, a, I guess, a decent milestone. But uh, I think after you, you know, it's one, then seven, then ten, then twenty-five, then fifty. Hundred, mm-hmm. and then once you hit hundred, it's like okay, hundred, hundred and fifty, two hundred, two fifty. Yeah, well, see, other Actually. than just episode numbers, the fun one is um, last Sunday, Geek Watch One recorded um, our sixth anniversary show. Uh, yeah, happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! Actually, I oh yeah, this month I'm about to do uh, the f- fourth anniversary of Keepers of the Fringe. Yeah. And then I just released uh, episode 175, too. So Very I'm cool. Almost at 200. Cool. Very cool. Now, this is, you know, it didn't mean to be a transition, but we'll turn it into a transition. Uh, how long has Scarf Scuttlebutt been around? We started uh, during Star Wars Celebration Chicago, which was, what, 2019? 30 years ago, yeah. Yes. So uh, we uh, we don't release as regularly because, um, let's see, you know, it, uh, like an hour show takes me about six to eight hours to edit because, you know, we do a lot of drop-ins and little little doodads here and there. So it takes me a while to, to put all the shows together. So uh, mm-hmm. we're only we're, – tomorrow we're releasing our 57th episode and, uh, you know, having having tons of fun with everybody. Well, that's cool. Now, mm-hmm. Scarif is both what? Audio and video, right? Well, Scarif is mostly an audio podcast. Uh, we do a couple of items on YouTube, which are called Scarif Lives. And sometimes we join together with a lot of our Red 5 uh, family members on Red 5 Network's uh, podcast. And we call those Red 5 Lives. So it just depends on what mood we're in. Again, nothing regular. Just kind of throw the stuff uh, out there to the uh, to the social medias to see what sticks and uh, just having fun. Oh, the fun social media. <laughs> yes. Bane of our existence. If we had a Sith Lord that we fought, it would be social media. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, we love our listeners. Don't get us wrong. But we want to hear from our listeners more. And uh, uh, I do promise by this weekend there will be 
some new challenges for the great hyperspace chase popping up on Twitter. And that's where uh, that little scavenger hunt, bounty hunt type thing where just follow the instructions that we give, like favorite T-shirt, favorite figure or Star Wars collectible, etc. How you're listening to us. Now, points are awarded, and uh, we got some great prizes coming, such as I just got theirs for Christmas. I got I got creds here to give. Wow. Lots of creds. Nice bag. And and they may be coming in something special, so we'll have to see. And there may be something else thrown in for, for the – since we're giving away prizes to the top two points getters every, every three months, there may be uh, – this first go round, there may be uh, some kyber crystals involved. Don't know. We'll see. I may throw in a you know, red kyber crystal to see if you could get that illustrious black kyber crystal. We're talking kyber crystals from Disney World, Galaxy's Edge. So um, that's not that's that's not where they really come from. They come from my heart. <laughs> <laughs> they're calling. Um, they're calling to me from a cave on a distant planet, Mike. Does that cave sort of sound like? Only in my head. (laughs) In our nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) That sound only mean it's time for Smuggler's Feud. So, most... Most of our listeners know what Smuggler's Feud about is about. Do I need to re-explain At this point, it? most of our guests know this. <laughs> I was going to say, Road, do I need to re-explain it for you? Or are you familiar enough from past listens Go of the show? It. All right. Yeah. Smuggler's Feud. Uh, it's based on the game Star Wars Family Feud. Um, where we different is instead of one person, you know, one side... Going first, getting three strikes, and then the other side stealing. We go back and forth. In case so of this, this sounds way too much like actual sports. Yeah. <laughs> A little different, though. Um, Usually, it ends up being a better game than what we saw last Sunday. <laughs> now, hey, the Chiefs did score a touchdown when they landed in Tampa. No, okay. Um, hey, at least we won't be wearing jock straps on our head. Um, Speak for yourself, pal. I thought it's that a was... fashion decision. <laughs> so it's a choice. Um, so we're going to go back and forth. Uh, we either clear the card, or in case of a first one to three strikes loses, unless both podcasts get three strikes in the same round, then tiebreaker. Either way, clear the card or three strikes is whoever scores closest to the or whoever scores the highest answer. As my little womper rat had to go outside to the bathroom. Better than in the house. So, Ro, you get the choice. One, two, or three. I like going with three. Okay. Number three. Don't think Star Wars in this one at all. Oh, boy. But this one's appropriate for this time of year, guys. Oh, excellent. What would you like to wear if you visited the planet Hoth. Eight answers on the board. <laughs> I have a funny feeling we we could clear Wait, the board. On somebody, this one. somebody, somebody just said the answer. A jockstrap on our heads. <laughs> right? Yeah. Derek and I are thinking. Wait a minute. We're on Hoth already. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, Ro, exactly. Ro's not too far behind either, being in, in Chicago. Yeah. Ah, yes. So, Ro, you get to go first. Eight answers on the board. All right. What would I like to wear on Hoth? Yes. If I were on Hoth? Um, depending on your eyesight, either a blue or a brown parka. <laughs> number Excellent. two. Number two, coat or jacket? Wookie Radio. Electric socks <laughs> or thermal socks. <laughs> no. Really? Wow. I'd say that. It was really close there. to something, though. You see how hard he was thinking? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Should I give it to him? Should I give it to him? I don't know. Yeah. I see the smoke. He was so disgusted he had to leave. <laughs> yeah. No, Womper, I want it back in. And that wasn't smoke. That was a fart. I'm staying warm down here. So back over to Row. Another answer? Another answer. Yeah. Back to you. Um, let's see. A uh oh, warm boots or feet coverings. Really? Wow. Yep. The hell kind of hoth are they talking about? Yeah, really. Well, I would say gloves, but if that didn't do it. I know, right? I just, I totally went for the safe right. one. Like, you know, you got to make sure your appendages are warm. What do you think, Derek? Like thermal underwear or something like that? Like thermals? Because uh, my other answer was close. Uh, I still, I don't know. I'm still thinking gloves, gloves might actually be there. Oh, we can go with that if you want. I'm going with gloves. Wow, we're going to hit three strikes before we get anything else. What kind of answers are on on this thing? How many answers are on this? Two? Eight. Eight? Eight Eight answers. And there's no boots, no gloves. I know. That's crazy. These are people that have definitely never lived in cold temperature areas, right? Apparently. Apparently. (laughs) So back to row. Um, Wow. So no boots. We got a jacket. How how is a jacket on there and boots aren't? Um, I know, I know right? a um, a uh, cut up tauntaun. <laughs> Wrap that around your gullet. Mm. Uh, Should have been on there. Should have been on there. Yeah. Wookie radio. Let's go for the long Those. underwear thermals. Thermal underwear. Yeah. There you go. Number three. Okay. How did they How did they phrase it? Thermal underwear. Okay. As opposed to thermal detonator in my pants. That would definitely keep you warm. Hello. Where else would you keep it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is a family show. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, though. Thermal underwear ain't going to do you much good if you don't have boots and a glove and, and gloves. <laughs> and- right? Yeah. I don't care how warm your core is. Your toes and fingers are cold. You're done. <laughs> yeah. So back to row. Um, let's try... Um, let's see. Let's try a, uh, a hat for 300, Alex. Beanie. All number right. five. Yeah. 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 I, I was going to say that's gotta be there. Beanie at number five. When he said the um, brown or blue parka, how, what was the actual answer on the card? Coat. Jacket. Coat, coat, coat or okay. jacket. Cause that gives me a clue of what might else be there. If, how specific that was. <laughs> no, that was coat or jacket. Okay. How about just a snowsuit? Uh, yeah, there we go. Jumper, number eight. Hey. Number what? Eight for jumper. Eight. Back to row. So how many How many are left? How many slots uh, are open? One, two, four. 
There are four left open. Oh, and no boots and gloves. That's weird. That's strange. Yeah, it is. They asked really? a bunch of people in California. It's actually not that strange. It's this card game. <laughs> it's it's this family feud. Mm-hmm. Um, you see why I love it so much? I will say a portable heater or some sort of heating device in your pants. <laughs> okay. Wookie Radio. Chance to either steal with the number one answer or or actually steal with a correct answer or strike out and Rogue gets the win for Scarf Scuttlebutt. Uh, jeez, what the heck is left? How about... Maybe like goggles? Like ski goggles? Maybe. That too, yeah. Eh, sure, why not? We'll go with ski goggles. Number Yay. seven for the win. Wow. Ah. So, number six, Scarf. I was going to say Scarf. That was my next one. <laughs> Number four, warm clothes. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud. And number one, snow gear. Oh, Slash warm clothes. <laughs> snow gear. You mean like boots and a hat? <laughs> and everything yeah, right? else we've already mentioned like, on this? Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who wrote that? An intern? No kidding. Most Jeez. likely. So um, it went to San Diego and asked a bunch of people there. <laughs> yeah. So what type of stuff do you guys talk about on Scarif? Deep dives. Anything really? You know, we uh, take a uh, topic and break it down. Uh, we've covered things like the Mortis arc and the uh, Clone Wars and Rebels episodes to. Um, uh, some of our hot takes, sometimes we'll ask uh, some of our followers and listeners to suggest a list of topics and then we'll go right into it. Um, next week we have should the sequel trilogy be retconned um, and wonderful concepts like that. Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and start off with that one right here. And we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll help, in, help spark some, some thoughts for you. Yeah. Should the, should the sequel trilogy be retconned? Nope. I'm on, I'm with Derek on that. No, did what we have is what we have. I mean, they've never, uh, especially since Disney took over, they obviously, it doesn't matter um, what, how much the fans yell. It's like, what's the story is the story. They put a line in the sand when they took over and said, everything from here forward is canon. Good, bad, ugly, doesn't matter. If you take that out, all of a sudden, you're starting some of the problems or what they saw as the problems from before. Multiple stories in different directions. People, yeah. some stuff works, some stuff doesn't. You're not going to ever make everybody happy. And there's all, there are a lot of, we've mentioned on here a lot of times. Um, there is most people, if they really, really love something a lot, don't say anything. When you really don't like something, you get a very, very vocal, very small minority a lot of times. So it's like, the I, yeah. I still have a feeling that, um, the people who um, love the sequel trilogy or at least accept it and like it for what it was is probably at least even with the people who don't. And if you don't like the sequel, that's fine. Just don't pay attention to that. you got plenty of stuff that happens before that. Right. right. Well, I, I mean, also, the other thing is, if, if you're going to retcon the sequels, why not just retcon the prequels while you're at it, too? Because, you know, a lot of stuff from there wasn't that great. Yeah, but those are aging, actually, better than people expect, I think. True now, 
Yeah. That's I'm thinking if we waited 20 years from now and look back on the sequels, <laughs> you're going to have a lot better, a lot more rose colored glasses on it, I think, because you're going to have a, a whole generation of people that grew up that the sequels is their Star Wars. That's how they were introduced to Star Wars was with seven, eight, nine. Yeah, we've already got kids that are loving it today because mm-hmm. they don't know any better. But anyway, <laughs> well, but what do you I think, bro? Where, where no, wait, you, go ahead, Derek. Well, you know, I was going to say, I think it, I think it's, I was going to say, I think it's, I think it's more important to just move forward than worry about, you know, retconning stuff. Yeah. Yeah. As much as, as much as, uh, I, I don't like the sequel trilogy, I don't think they should retcon it. Uh, do I want it retconned? Uh, probably not. Uh, even though I don't like it, I, I think, uh, you guys are right. You know, this is a story that we got for better or for worse. Um, were there missteps, uh, according to me and my opinion? Yeah, there could have been uh, a little sure. bit more carefully prepared and, and presented. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, you know, going forward, I think if, if, you know, the only thing that we can do is watch um, watch the company as, uh, as Lucasfilm goes forward. I think if they continue to go along the same path as what they did for the sequel trilogy, then they haven't learned anything. I think this obviously was their first foray into Star Wars. Um, people tend to forget it's a business, and they just uh, you know, dropped a lot of coin on this franchise, and they needed to get uh, their money back, which I think they did. They didn't have a problem with it. They slapped Star Wars on a trilogy, and people came, and, and for, you know... It's Star Wars. So we're us as fans, especially the legacy fans that have been added for, you know, decades. We're going to go see it no matter what. Um, And then at least, you know, have an opinion after we see it. But uh, we're still going to go see it. Um, We're going to see it multiple times. Uh, A lot different than casual fans, casual even movie fans don't go see movies, you know, five, six, seven, ten, twelve times uh, in one uh, viewing. Um, And, you know. So we'll we'll see what happens. Obviously, it's a different story with the Mandalorian. I think they have been, you know, kind of learning and seeing really what uh, what fans are really into when it comes to Star Wars storytelling, and they're doing a great job on the small screen. Um, just looking forward to everything else that's going to happen in Star Wars. I'm not sure, you know, what they're going to do with uh, any of the characters in the sequel trilogy. If they'll show up in, uh, they'll definitely show up in later, you know, movies. I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know, they have obviously have a built-in audience. They've got some dollars there. But I'm hoping that at least from this experience, they learned something and not that uh, they needed to. But um, as a company, as a corporation, the number one, uh, you know, thing that companies need to do when they're selling a product is to make sure that the consumers of that product are happy uh, for the most part. And I know a lot of us weren't. But it is what it is, and we'll see what happens uh, going forward. That's my TED Talk. Thank you very much. Um, well said. See, my my take on the retcon is you know, just like you know, it's been established. Leave it as is. We we have to accept it. Um, just, it's just going to be one of those controversial things, just like with the expanded universe. Is it canon? Is it not canon? Um you know, fans are saying, no, no, it's canon. It was canon, despite the fact that you know, George Lucas himself many, many times said, no, it's not canon. It's just company-supported 
fan fiction. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, but all this is getting, you know, the rumors of the retcon is not just affecting the movies. It's also affecting galaxy's edge and it, you know, and there's Disney blog sites out there who are, very quick to to say, oh, info is coming out of Lucasfilm, and we have connections to those leaks. Okay, cool. Whatever leaks you have, if they're real, those people are going to end up fired because of non-disclosed agreements. Uh, just like the the info they leak about the parks, whether it's true or not, if it's released before Disney's ready to release it, you now it's a violation of our non-disclosed agreements that we have. Uh, when when you sign on to be a cast member, but they're they're talking even with um, with the parks. You know, we we've joked about this um, that you know because of the Mandalorian, Galaxy's Edge is going to get a makeover, going from the setting of between the Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker to time period of the Mandalorian, if not slightly after the events of Mandalorian. Let me ask you this, Mike, real fast. Because sure. You are, you know, deep in in that world, you know, professionally, obviously. You know, I did hear a rumor about that, and I'm not too up to date with the parks news, but I did hear a rumor that uh, they were kind of retrofitting uh, the uh, the Star Wars parks to more reflect an era of Star Wars that people seem to be more interested in, and that's how I read it. Um isn't that in and of itself kind of considered a retcon? Let's, uh, you know, they, they did the um, the sequel trilogy era, uh, which obviously, you know, they, they own free and clear because it was property that was developed under their watch. But now they're going back to, you know, something that uh, and I don't know what, uh, you know, what the, um, the numbers were with the park. And obviously we have to kind of consider the fact that, uh, you know, they opened the park and then a couple months later the pandemic hits. So that doesn't mm-hmm. help anybody. But um, was was Disneyland Star Wars losing so much money that they are willing to invest in retrograding the entire park to reflect you know, an era of Star Wars where they feel that people are more interested in rather than what they have now. Um, and I uh, guess that that would that would require you to break your confidentiality agreement. <laughs> well, I, I will I will be fair and honest. I have not heard anything. Um, if I but do you see, but do you, yeah, but but if do you I, see if, what I yeah yeah, but if I if I had my official stance would still be I hadn't heard anything. Um, and, and we usually keep that line here until it's officially been announced by by Disney. Um, like I knew about the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster coming back when the news broke by WDW News Today, but they said, "Oh, it was going to happen in 2016." No, it, the official announcement wasn't made until 2017, and I had to sit on it for for that whole year, going, "No, it, it's not true." Now, and we were hearing it as rumors of, hey, this is what's coming. And then the official announcement came. It's like, well, okay, we can talk about it. (laughs) Um, But they were touting it as, no, this is what's happening. Um, The, I don't, my personal opinion, not representing the company, 
not knowing anything that may be coming down the pike. I don't see this happening. It's it's quite an expense. I mean, it was a quite it was quite an expense before, you know, setting this from right. ground zero. But to be able to, you know, and they haven't recouped their money, I'm sure, because it's it's um, such a huge project. Well, just just to give you an idea, before Galaxy's Edge or before the parks closed for COVID. Um, Galaxy's Edge, California, have been open for nine months and 14 days. Figure we are now, California has been closed 11 months. Wow. Well, so my point on this also is remember when they built Galaxy's Edge, they made a um, line in the sand that said this is going to be a sequel area um, park, and everything in it has um, they wanted because they specifically said you see no characters from before that because they don't want to confuse the timelines with fans coming in. And as of right now, you have Rise of the Resistance, which is firmly set in the sequel era. Um, Smuggler's Run could be anywhere, so that one you could yep. put at any time officially. Yep. But um, all the shops and stuff are all sequel era. But I'm thinking because of Rise of the Resistance, unless they would totally take that back and retool it again, you're going to have the problem they were trying to avoid originally of confusing timelines by having something in the sequel era, but everything else outside of that is okay. at a different time. But but the majority of the shop uh, majority of the shops are are the majority of the shops though could fit either time period. Yeah. But you got um, ships and things like the um, first order ships and things like that, yeah, and all the stormtroopers have running around. Okay, but that you you could you could switch stormtroopers and Kylo for Vader and stormtrooper and regular troopers. Yeah. Um, the tie you wouldn't, Eshlon, have, you wouldn't have Vader. If they're trying to do Mandalorian era. True. True, but but if you're you going the back troopers, but, that doesn't have the same impact as actually having like a general a character that would be. "Quote unquote general of the troops," but there, there's or no- you can. I mean, you can bring in the whole notion that uh, you know these territories are controlled by warlords, like you know, uh, what's his name, um, Gideon. I mean, you could easily yeah. bring Gideon in. Yeah, or or other warlords that you know we may not know. I mean, they had that uh, character with the purple hair in uh, Galaxy's Edge. We didn't get to know her until the book. So, you know, she's running around. They they can easily do something similar where we have you know different warlords kind of you know, ruling different areas of the park. Yeah. Well, v Marathi is a, a resistance spy. Yeah. Um, so she's like the only one who, who's actually character wise. She's the only one allowed to go back and forth between the first order section and the resistance section of the land. Right. Or she was before, you know, COVID restrictions came into play on, on how they, they meet, but you do see her pop out when first order troopers are out. You'll, you'll see her play around at times with them. Now that, but the you know rise would be interesting on how you handle that, but you know if you push it between the time period of Mandalorian and Force Awakens, and you go more towards the Force Awakens edge of rise of you know of the theme of the land, then you could get away with rise of resistance. Because to me, that feels like a, a pre Force Awakens time period ride anyway. And then it's more along the lines of um, a Star Wars resistance. You know, you, you're going to, Batu's been around. They, I mean, Black Spire Outpost is mentioned in Solo. So, I mean, to, for, to pull resistance fighters from Batu. 
wouldn't be anything new. So you could you could do that pre pre Force Awakens, but then again, you could still do that during that time period of Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. That's, you wanted to do that and put it. During officially the Mandalorian era, but right before the Force Awakens, they don't have to change anything. Everything that's there is for that time period already. Exactly. <laughs> but Without changing, you can just move it ahead a couple of years. But you would have to get Story Group on board to say, yes, Mandalorian survives and makes it that far. And has made it into the sequel trilogy in order to bring him in in universe at the parks. The funny thing, I think, actually, I just thought of this. I didn't. Um, there is confirmation that the Razor Crest was in um, the Rise of Skywalker. Correct? No, never confirmed. Uh, it was in that group. Yeah, of I don't. That shows up. I thought someone did actually. There's pictures of it actually sitting there, and we just saw it destroyed. Yeah, but I don't think that was officially confirmed. Right? Yeah, because we just saw it destroyed. And you got to remember too. Integrated. You got to remember too. The Razor Crest was an Imperial uh, security ship. Yeah, and actually, the Razor Crest wasn't even. Never knew the name of the ship. There was a Razor Crest class ship. They never in that entire series ever said the name of the ship. True. Because everybody, even if they'd never seen it before, knew it. It was a Razor Crest ship. That was the class. Unless I'm way wrong. No, I, I thought they had the backstory because going based on um, Wikipedia, they have it listed as a gunship. Yeah. Uh, but it was a built as a gunship military craft at some point before the formation of the Galactic Empire. Yeah. It actually, if you look at it and it actually it, look at design, it's very similar to the Republic gunships from the Clone Wars era. Yeah. I was going to say it, it's probably it's probably pre pre Clone Wars. Or pre uh, pre Empire with the Clone Wars with the Republic. It may have even gone back to before the um, Galactic um, Army, the Grand Army of the Republic. Uh, I don't think it goes that far back because uh, they're saying uh, prior prior to the Galactic Empire, it served as a military patrol craft. Right, uh, nineteen years before the Battle of Yavin is when it would have been around. So that would put it right around the end of Clone Wars at the beginning of the Empire. Maybe like the next step after the Republic. Yeah, so this may have been a new ship coming out for patrolling. Um, And then all of a sudden the fall... you know, follow the Republic happen. I could have swore in, se- in season one, though, there was a couple times when they mentioned it as a Razor, class, Razor, Crest, class, bleh, Razor Crest class ship. It'll be a good hunt to look for again. Yeah. There, yeah. there is a, there's a quote on, on the Wikipedia. It says, uh, I like your ship. She's a classic Razor Crest. Am I right? Pre Empire. So, yeah, that would be that type of ship. It's a Razor Crest, is the type of ship. Although it's kind of confusing because it does refer to it as the Razor Crest. Right. It was built as a gunshipped uh, military craft at some point before the formation of the Galactic Empire. Yeah. And the coolest so. thing about this is uh, Dave Floney and um, John Favreau sitting out there laughing at all of us as we're to, as we're discussing this. Sure. Yeah. They, Very true. You know, they did not uh, make a definitive decision on this and said, watch, we're going to sit back and watch all of the um, fans sit there and argue this for hours. <laughs> well, yeah, we're we're not we do. we're not really arguing for hours, um, but you know we we've got it could easily again everything can fit easily in uh, in that time period if they just push it back closer to to that Force Awakens time period then they they just got to come out and say yeah the Mandalorian makes it that far. And who knows? Maybe he finds another uh, 
another ship like this and cause it the Razor Crest too. Yeah, but the thing is, we we don't know if Filoni and Favreau are willing to to say that he survives or not. No, because if they do, it's going to take away any any um, momentum that the show has now. Yeah, or any possible right. that he may not make it. So all of a sudden, you lose a lot of drama. Yep. Right. He's like, oh, we know he's in Rise of Skywalker, so everything's that's a lot of be fine. Exactly. That's a, what a lot of people have a problem with um, when they watch a movie that's a prequel. Oh, well, the main characters yeah, right. yeah. Um, threat to them, actually, because you know where they're going to end up at. So you have yeah. to ancillary characters that people never heard of and build them up so sure. that they might be able to the ones that would die. They're the ones that might be in danger. Yeah. And I had a theory that uh, once Boba Fett is established as the new, uh, you know, the new godfather on Tatooine, that he was going to hand over his ship to Din Djarin, And then we will get, you know, the new season of The Mandalorian with you know, the Mandalorian with uh, one of the badass ships of uh, of our era, which is this, you know, Boba <laughs> Fett's ship. Slave one, yeah. Mm, yeah. We, we've talked about that as well, but I I think he's going to hold on to it, though. Well, yeah. I mean, especially yeah, he's, especially since he's, he, he's rocking that Conan-like, or Conan the Barbarian-type attitude sitting on the throne with, with Finnick just laying across the top of it next to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think season three of Mandalorian is going to be um, fighting to get man- bring back Mandalore, working with Bo-Katan and um, those ones. That's basically yeah, what I think so, too. And more of the story of the Darksaber and things like that. Okay. I still want to know when they, when and why the story of the Darksaber changes. Because up until this point, you didn't have to win it in battle to, in order to have it. Because that thing's been handed back and forth so many times. That <laughs> well, I think I gotta believe there, there's got to be a reason. That can't be just a mistake. No, yeah. I, I want to say in Clone Wars, it was discussed that it had to have been won in battle. That's how yeah, whoever ends know. with it at, at Clone Wars. But then, no. Yes, Bo-Katan got it by just being given. It was given to her. Right. But Sabine had to win it back in battle. When it was taken away from her. So, I don't know. There's been inconsistencies with well, that story. The other with the thing saber. that makes me laugh about that is, the other thing that makes me laugh is that meme that, that's been going around about how she was, you know, saying that the Mandalorian was too caught up in, in uh, rules and stuff. And then all of a sudden when that comes on, she can't grab the sword because it's against her rules. Yeah. The funny thing is, this seems like a plot hole is sitting there, but you know there's answers and we're going to get it sometime during next season. Yeah. yeah. At the end of season one, the same thing. All this stuff, like, wait a minute. This doesn't fit because this, 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 and this. And like one or two lines of dialogue in each episode, you fix it all. Yeah. And that tells you what kind of master Filoni and Favreau both are, that it takes like two lines of two sentences of dialogue to fix some ginormous plot hole out of nowhere. <laughs> and it actually fits. I perfectly. love when they do that. <laughs> Just a little off-the-hand comment, and all of a sudden it fixes everything. <laughs> ah, I love that. Yeah. That's so brilliant. So I would say at this point in time, sequel's not being retconned. Kathleen Kennedy's job, possibly in trouble. Well, anyone at Disney, their job's always on that chopping block. They could easily be on that chopping block. Um. I think we've talked before, making Kennedy the money person, the figurehead of the company, let her be the representative of the board. But Filoni and Favreau as the Kevin Feige of Lucasfilm, 
not just for Star Wars, but for any other franchise that comes through, like Indiana Jones, like whatever else, let them be head of creative and make the creative decisions. I think that's what could turn a lot of things around for Lucasfilm. Um, their their perception with the fans, uh, their reputation with the fans, I think that would be the move that, that would have everyone going, okay, maybe they are caring about us again, even though it were, they're owned by Disney. Well, and that's an interesting concept, too, because... Uh... You know, the I think the fans are pretty fed up. And I, I'm not talking about all the fans. I'm talking about the, the vocal fans that you mentioned uh, a while ago. Um, it's going to take a while for Lucasfilm to satiate the, the cynical uh, individuals. Um, and again, you know, I, I'm not too crazy about the sequel trilogy, but I, I you know, I, I say it on the podcast all the time. You cut me and I bleed Star Wars. Um, I love the franchise. You know, I, I love the company for what it's given me and uh, the joy that it has given, you know, the rest of the fans. But uh, I don't know if you're aware, you know, right now the Internet is blowing the hell up because of what they just what they I don't know if they actually announced it officially. But, uh, you know, there's been some problematic uh, tweets by a Mandalorian actor that finally caught up with her and. I think it's oh, gonna yeah. it's it's I gonna get worse. That. It's gonna get worse before it gets better for for the fan company relationship here. Well, see, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm catching that story now from comicbook.com. They say this news was confirmed Wednesday night in a statement from a Lucasfilm spokesperson. Where is this actual official announcement? This is actually this is something that's been going on for the last year. Yeah, with her. Um, and, and I've never I've never read the tweets and stuff, so I don't have an opinion on that specifically. But um, I believe I saw a quote from um, Favreau at one point that said, um, "What someone does outside of what of their job, her personal opinions should have no effect on whether or not she's the right person and the right actor for this job. Exactly. As long as she go to work and um, treat work as professional and that she deals with everything as a professional, that's totally different." than what she says on the outside on her own personal time. All the rest of us are allowed to have a professional life and a home life. Why can't act? Well, companies aren't like that, though. Companies will, uh, you know, when you whatever it is that you are representing online, uh, both uh, officially and unofficially, you're representing the company. You know, I work with tons of reporters here in Chicago and they have their personal pages and they are told do not, you know, you're even on your personal pages, you are representing the company, period. And this is just this is part of corporate America. This is what it is. And, you know, uh, what else what else can you say? Yeah. Well, also, you got to look at when when were the comments made? I mean, is it something she's been saying right now or is it something she's made? It is. She got in yeah, the, the one, no, the one, the one that uh, broke the camel's I, back is, I just, is recent. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I did. I I was like you at first, Ken. I didn't know what was going on with all that, but I just saw. I just read more in depthly into it with after seeing this new this thing about her being let go, and, and uh, yeah, some of the some of, yeah, some of it's not good. <laughs> No, there, there, there's a lot where it's not good, and some of it, some of it, I can say, you know, okay, uh, she was mistaken about some of it, but there was some that she said, okay, I know I made a mistake, but but then there's some other stuff where it was just like comparisons. She there, there are some comparisons that she makes to 
to explain what's currently happening in yes while maybe true were comparisons that she shows shows in different comparisons than what she went with yeah i mean and you know very, you got very you hard got actors, comparisons yeah and you got actors like kurt russell saying you know if you're an actor you should just really shut up and keep your uh, political opinions to yourself politics religion it's a very personal you know item you know we may have opinions and it may differ from our neighbors but I think at the end of the at the end of the day, you know, you really should, uh, especially with a public forum such as Twitter and other social media, you really should select your words uh, a little bit more carefully and not ostracize uh, people that may, you know, be a fan of yours. May right. you know, you may depend on those people to, you know, supply you with a paycheck. It's, it's just kind of weird, you know. We. Uh, I don't get really political or opinionated on, on, on the internet because it's just, it's useless. I don't do it on the show. Um, you know, Brad gets opinionated on his personal thing. That's his deal. But, um, I I don't get into that shit. We, we are, we're, we're that way ourselves. You know, we don't get political. We try to avoid it. Um, but with the most recent, we're here to talk about star Wars. Um, but one of the most recent that she either wrote or, or coincided with, my religious preference, my religious background is a subject of this. And looking right. at it, yes, looking at how politics is today, her analogy is dead on. No pun, no pun intended, um, if you're familiar with her comments. But this is the wrong analogy to have used. Yeah, it, it really is. It's the wrong analogy to use because the outcome of the analogy she uses was a lot more drastic than what's happening right now. Right. Mm. Um, and of course, but again, you know, I, I'm seeing this from, you know, I guess everyone's crediting deadline for for breaking the news. And they're, they're yeah, I see it everywhere. Them. I see it everywhere, too. Hollywood and, reporters got it. And they're all crediting back to, to uh, deadline yeah, variety, but right. there, but none of this is there. The official, it just says in wake of Gina Carano's controversial social media posts, Lucasfilm has released a statement tonight with a spokesperson saying Gina Carano is not currently employed by Lucasfilm and there are no plans for her to be in the future. Where, where's the actual Lucasfilm? Right. Yeah. To yeah. me, this is still Where is that rumor until the actual statement is put out there. The actual press release is put out there. Yeah. How? Yeah. If the, if there was an official Lucasfilm representative that said this, where did they say it? And, and this is now. This now is they the have only thing I hear. Like that two like deadline and things, but it would be framed a totally different way if it was actually an official statement to deadline specifically. Yeah. Just a spokesman yeah, saying. Right. It's well. Yeah. You, you, you know how it is, Ro, being in the in the news news agent, you know, news realm yourself. You now, a spokesman saying, "Okay, but what's yeah. the where's the, where's right. the where's but you you still official, be looking yeah. where where's you'd the be official looking release? At a press release? You'd be looking at yeah. Not, I mean, somebody can say an official from Lucasfilm told me, but who, where, where is yeah. it? Right. Even if someone had an exclusive, everybody would know that Lucasfilm made this exclusive announcement to this person. 
but there would be names involved. It wouldn't just be a spokesman. Hey, yeah. I could I could leak to the the wrestling federation that Ken works with. Hey, I'm an official spokesman for Wookie Radio, and and Blackhawk is actually a a geek named Ken Rose. Yeah, but nobody'd be surprised. <laughs> True, <laughs> but but if I just call and make that thing, that's breaking there, news. There's no there's no credibility unless I, I submit an actual press release going this is the case with your name on it. Exactly. So, we have no name. Who's the spokesperson? Where's the actual press release? Um, yeah, but what if it's true? If it's true, then it's true. Then we'll deal with it at that point. But at the but at this point in time, it's still you know, superhero hype saying per deadline. Um, deadline seems to be the source of all of this. Which is weird because usually Deadline has got a pretty good reputation of running running it if it's really close and credible. Yeah. Usually it's yeah, like they're Deadline, not, Variety, they're not, Hollywood, uh, they're not tabloid. No. Usually it's like Variety and especially Variety and Deadline are usually regarded as two of the top when it comes to yeah. entertainment news. That's but why I'm I more think they, inclined to, to, a step down to here, believe it. Now I'm looking at Heroic Hollywood and they're not referencing anyone. They're taking it as oh, that's they're, yeah. They're taking they it run as whatever they want to run. Yeah, but um, I mean, I'm even now. If it appears on Lucasfilm's Twitter official Twitter, then I'll buy. But it. would it if they release a press release? They would put on their Twitter if it's a press release. I think if it's, I, a, my opinion, if it's gonna, an official um, statement, then yes. Yeah, my opinion. I think Lucasfilm, if they're going to do anything about it, are going to sit on this for a couple of, for a, a week or two just to see what ha- which direction it goes before making a final decision anyway, or about whether or not even to say anything about it. Because this is something that everybody got all um, all up and tight about, but it's done in like less than a week. Then it's not something they're going to have to wor- they're going to worry about. You know what I'm saying? Whether or not they should is not the answer here. It's how much damage do you think it's actually going to cause? If it's done in a week or less, then they realize it's not going to make that big, make a difference anyway. You know, right? Like I said, that's not that's not saying whether or not it's right for what they want to, what they should do, or what they shouldn't do. Just looking at it from their point of view, how much of a splash is it going to take, make, and how much is it going to hurt us in the long run? Because you got to remember, they have whole teams of guys doing PR <laughs> and oh, making these me, decisions on whether or not it's going to hurt the brand. Well, believe me, I know. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to hurt the brand. I mean, it's a juggernaut brand. I mean, Star Wars mm-hmm. is is Teflon, man. I mean, not even the Last Jedi hurt it. Uh, right well, now, realistically, is, yeah, and realistically, she's a small part of it. Well, maybe you got to think though that Rangers of the New Republic. There a lot of speculation was that maybe the Cara Dune series. Right, and if it is, it's easy to swap to swap yeah. out the, the actress because it's not out yet, so nobody's seen anything. I mean, yeah, and you just the, change out who that character right, is and use right. a similar yeah. character. Right now, Lucasfilm's Twitter last thing mentioned was Rise of Skywalker back in 2019. StarWars.com or Star Wars Twitter last thing mentioned is Happy Birthday to Laura Dern. Their Happy Birthday post to her that was 11 hours ago. And they're, whoever's running those uh, social media accounts is just horrible because they're uh, they're not they're not uh, frequent. They're they forget sometimes. They had a big hoo ha about forgetting uh, James Earl Jones's birthday a couple of days ago. It's yeah. uh, talk about interns running things over there. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're freaking me out, man. Your head keeps disappearing into your Millennium Falcon. <laughs> He's that new alien race. Partial shapeshifter. 
I don't know. Um, all I know is I'm more inclined to believe this when it comes, you know, because it's not coming from it's coming from a more reliable source. So we'll see what happens. Now, Gizmodo is saying in a in a statement obtained by IO9. Lucas, so, OK, then I, I don't I just don't. You know, there's IO9, there's Deadline, or being the two sources. I don't, I think until that official statement is released, I, I don't, I don't see it. But tomorrow is supposed to be the investors, is it tomorrow or next Wednesday is the investors meeting for Disney? I wonder if it got brought up then. Does, uh, I guess it depends. Does stuff like that get called up on, in investor meetings? Or is it too much of a uh, dirty laundry to air to investors and they handle it in-house? Uh, with Disney, it wouldn't be a surprise. Mm-hmm. I mean, sillier things have happened. Um, and looking at io Nine site, they're just saying in a statement obtained by io Nine, a Lucasfilm spokesperson. So yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I don't. Uh, how, how do you handle this? And I think the only reason we're talking about this is this just broke as we yeah. were recording mm-hmm. is when this is really, you know, making, making the rounds. Yeah. In fact, when this actually gets released, none of this will probably matter anymore. Yeah. <laughs> One way or another, we'll know. Yep. Um, I'm trying to, there was a statement. Um yeah, the Disney quarter one earnings uh, results webcast is tomorrow. Or was this past Thursday at uh, 4.30 Eastern. So I'll be curious to see what, what gets brought up. You know, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about it. On the one hand, I really liked your character and everything. But on the other hand, I tried to... I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt, but the more I the more I read about some of the things she's said and done and tweeted, the more I'm like, Ugh, I, I tried, I really tried. I, I'm treating her. I, I loved Michael Jackson's music. I just did not care for him as a person. I mean, I I'm loving her role in the character and what she's done to Star Wars. It's I, I think she's making a lot of poor decisions, mm. but. It's her, it's funny as because Favreau it's said, always, it's her personal life. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. also, you got to think, Hollywood, the way Hollywood works, you give it five or, or um, a couple of years, and no one will remember this at all. Right? Remember, um, Mel Gibson is still working. Yes. And um, Okay, a lot, was, of, you know, a lot of the other ones that, that have made really boneheaded, said very uh, boneheaded things in very public places still work because they're still good actors. Whether or not what their personal opinion is on the outside, no one likes them in the world. But when you put them in front of a camera, they still look good. They still do very good in that role. Yeah, and there's that whole thing about separating the artist from the art, but mm-hmm. that's not always – I don't know. Like, It's not always possible. It's hard sometimes, yeah. Yeah. especially, right. especially yeah. when the offense kind of hits you close to home. Like, mm-hmm. Mike, you were saying, right. you know, talking about, uh, you know, the Jewish faith and the Jewish people and the Nazis and all that stuff. You know, I mean, if Gina said, you know, Mexicans are dirty, you know, dirty, then I'd be like, you know what? I, maybe I don't like her as a character anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It's, 
yeah, it's it's hard. Like, where do you, you know, where when is it okay to separate the artist from the art, and when is it not? It's very hard. Well, we can also go back and look where the um, where Mandalorian season two stopped. If they do move on towards the story of um, retaking Mandalore and the um, and more into the actual Mandalorian culture and stuff, they may be moving away from Grief Karga and Cara Doom and all those anyway. And, and I think that's I have what, a reason to have her back. See, I I was under the impression very easily. I was under the impression, like you know, from from the you know the big meeting they had back in December when they announced like Rangers of the New Republic that that was going to be her spinoff series. That that's where she was going. Yeah, everybody was under that impression, but that was never actually announced mm-hmm. that no. she was doing that. <laughs> there, like was no was infor- that there was no information about it. Point. Well, as the role was right. saying, that so could there's... very easily change at this point since there, it's still right. um, ideas on a chalkboard. They may be writing right. scripts, but that's not that difficult to change that character if no one's seen the scripts yet. Exactly. So they're not really tied to her right now. Right. So it, it's, it's interesting where we lie, um, but... Unfortunately, it's a I have crazy I have crazy world. It is, and at this point in time, who knows? Maybe by the time this uh, this is airing, an official statement has officially been put out there publicly. One way or another, but, I hope. I hope but it is. At, at time of recording, it is a spokesman. It's hearsay from a spokesman mm-hmm. that she's gone. And you you could also end up um, and it just one of the licensing out. and uh, PR people may end up getting to her and um, they work with her to rehab this. I mean, it's it's not going to be able to get swept under the rug at all. No. But if you have her retract a statement and make a whole button and um, work really, really hard, she might be able to work back the other direction a little bit, at least, you know what I mean? Back towards the neutral, maybe. And it, again, it depends if it's real. If it's not real, yeah. then this will be forgotten in the next uh, day or so. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll give it a week because, you know, with all the Star Wars podcasters, it's going to be talked about through yeah. next through at least the 21st of February. That way everyone has a chance to talk about it because unfortunately this is going to be the hottest topic talked about on, on the show or on any show. So, yep. Uh, any final thoughts? I just want to say thank you guys for having me on. This has been a lot of fun and we, uh, a lot more fun when actual star Wars news is breaking as we roll. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it, it happens on occasion. Yeah, happens. <laughs> Yeah. We also have a lot more fun when we're able to actually deep dive and go deep into a sp- specific topic and stuff. We don't do it a lot, but when we do, it, I, that's my favorite part of doing this stuff is actually just going and like totally getting into something. Well, you definitely have to check out the Scare of Scuttlebutt backlog of episodes. Uh, we do a lot of deep stuff, but if you guys have anything uh, coming up, you know, let us know. We'll uh, definitely love to chat with you guys. Will do. Hey, we, we're going to try and do a little bit more roundtables uh, this year. Get some good topics going. Excellent. See what happens. Well, yeah, we got new shows and things coming, too, so we're going to have to have some roundtables. Yep, yep. We got Andor coming up probably in a couple of months at the mo- – oh, uh, probably what, towards the end of summer. Yeah, we got Book if of – If they're filming now, then we got probably Some, end of yeah. summer, early fall. We got Especially Book since of, Man, that would that might be why Mandalorian was moved back, and everything for Mandalorian and for Book of Boba Fett starts at Christmas time, and well, or make it that um, October yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah, that's possible because that gives two months there. Because you got to think what they did. Wandavision has had two months, and then we just found out that uh, 
Falcon Winter Soldier is March. Yep, six weeks, mm-hmm. six episodes. It's all they're getting for this first but still, season. Still, it's, it's two months after WandaVision started. So I'm thinking Andor comes in and um, they may move it to the beginning of October. So you got October, November, and then let that set through December. And towards the second half of December, you get Book of Boba Fett you know, right into Mandalorian season three. I wouldn't mind having Andor come out like July. Well, you think, you July. Gotta, they have to have time to fi- to finish off all the visual effects and stuff. I mean, they're doing well, better with having the if the volume and stuff, but they still have to have time to um, polish it up. Right, but yeah. we're, but we're we're not sure how far into filming they are. I thought they were close. Thought they were wrapped. The principal and they're, they're, yeah, and or no. I, so. I I think they. I mean, didn't they just start? Uh, I I have a feeling they're maybe seventy five percent through. Yeah, they probably started right around the first of the year. Because um, from other places that I've that I've been talking with and stuff, or the things I've heard was most of Hollywood were planning on starting July second or January second. Right. There, there was stuff that they had to do before that, but anything that wasn't absolutely necessary to get it on TV in the first couple of months didn't start till January second. Yeah. Okay. So, and if you look at Mandalorian, Mandalorian usually they wrapped, and you had another nine months before they actually premiered it or more. So I'm thinking Andor October is the earliest we see it. Yeah. Probably. Then we'll get Boba Fett. Then um, Obi one will be after Boba Fett and Mandalorian. Now, Bad Batch may come in in the summer because they've been working on that for a while now. Right. And they pretty so much know what they're doing to get that out. That's a, uh, The animation crew can get that busted out pretty quick. Well, yeah. I, IMDB is now saying Andor 2022. I don't mm. think it's that far out, but it might. Yeah, I, th- I think it might be. It may if, be. Uh, if you, you know, if if Mando was done and then nine months later it came out, then that kind of goes along with that. And uh, one yeah. of the things that I one of the things that I'm seeing that is a little different on uh, the Andor series is that there's a lot more practical sets that are being yes. built for uh, for Andor than for uh, you know utilizing the the volume. I think uh, you know if you guys ever have a show on on uh, Star Wars tech and and that sort of thing, I'd love to pop my head into that one. But uh, you know, it's obviously it's it's a great. Uh, Time saver and money saver, but it's uh, a little limiting. And I, I see that uh, they're kind of changing their tune a little bit for Andor because uh, that's a lot of sets that they're building, and it looks pretty damn good. Uh, according, yeah. to, according to StarWars.com, uh, it will be released on Disney Plus in 2022. Okay. Hmm. So that'll be after Mandalorian 3. Yeah. And it makes sense. You got to stagger your stuff to keep the subscriptions mm-hmm. going. Yeah, I think Mandalorian is the only one that's up in the air because it was announced at the the one meeting, or it was announced somewhere that next year's Mandalorian or the next season of Mandalorian was going to start Christmas Day. But yet we have three days before the Book of Fett starting. So unless they are, drop are, the Book of Fett all at once and then drop right into Mandalorian. How, because we, Why would they do that? How long Book Fed is? We know it's a miniseries, but it may only be two or three episodes. What constitutes officially a miniseries or an actual full season? Because we've had stuff that was six episodes. That's a whole season. Right. Uh, they're saying, according to IMDb, they have episode 1.1 and episode 1.7. That's all that's listed. There's nothing that's else. That's not official until the, until the production actually fills it all in. Yeah. That's basically, that, that means that's a placeholder at this point. They're assuming it'll be about seven episodes and, you know. Yeah. They're, if you look, the actual information that's on there is probably just what was in the press release. Yeah, there, there's not a lot. There, there's no other information being thrown out. So, uh, well, on that note, where can they find uh, Scuttlebutt online? 
or Scare of Scuttlebutt? Yeah, sure. You guys can find the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast wherever you get your other favorite Star Wars podcasts on podcatchers and holonet receivers everywhere. We are Scare of Podcast on Twitter and uh, Scare of Scuttlebutt Podcast on your podcatchers, wherever you get them. So, and uh, again, don't forget to look for us on the Red 5 Network website, Red 5, the number 5, network.com. There's a lot of voices in that uh, on that website, and uh, I'm sure you'll find something for everyone. You may hear uh, Smuggler 3 as well. So on that note, only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jets, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. Placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2! Go, 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 go! That's it! We are in Nerdlanta. We've got these filters, I think they're called pea poppers. That's, oh, that's, that's for popping peas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for popping all the peas. Sweaty balls and pea poppers. Always a time. time. <laughs> Can a podcast be a reboot? Oh, God, that's awesome. We are highly, highly dedicated at a late hour. You know, it's just, just always, always fun, fun to just talk about geeky stuff. And Atlanta is the place to do it. I guess that's it. We play the promo. That was an awesome promo. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This has been a Weeby Geeks production.